And you have that heavenly peace because Jesus came. He underwent the baptism of taking on God's wrath so you wouldn't have to. Meaning that you now have heavenly peace, a different kind of peace, a peace that will last forever. Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Joel, bringing you truth and peace through God's Word. In this episode, we examine the kind of peace the world seeks and compare it to the kind our Savior offers. Then we determine where true peace can be found. Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T-E-L-L. Tell. Here's Pastor Joel with True Peace is Different Peace. Thanks for listening. I've heard this more and more recently uh, on, on TV or just in my conversations with other people. Yeah, that's, that's not my Jesus. No, my Jesus, I, I have my personal preference of Jesus. My Jesus is little baby Jesus. He's, he's a sweet little baby Jesus. My Jesus, no, my Jesus is the big, powerful Jesus who is riding on the horse with the army behind him. That's my Jesus. Uh, my Jesus is the gentle Jesus who goes to, to the hurting, the, the, in, those in despair. He's gentle. That, that's my Jesus. It's kind of a ridiculous thought to think that we can have our preference of Jesus. We don't do that in real life. Like, we don't, we don't do that with people. We don't say, my personal idea of this person is who that person is. No, we don't get to pick and choose who people are. Right? They are who they are, and then they have an effect on our lives. The same is true with Jesus. We cannot go a la carte with Jesus. Let me pick and choose the kind of Jesus that I like. Let me tell you about my Jesus. That's just not the way it works. Instead, we look at Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and he reveals to us in his word who he is, and then he tells us who he is. When we understand that, then we understand what he means for our lives. And so that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at who Jesus is. But I'm going to warn you, the things that Jesus tells us about himself, the kind of Jesus that he reveals to us today, doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Luke chapter 12, verse 49 through 53. I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it was already kindled. Do you know who said that? Jesus. Jesus said that. Your Jesus said that. I have a baptism to undergo and what constraint I'm under until it is completed. Do you think that I came to bring peace on the earth? No. Absolutely not. No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. This is the good news of our Lord. This is Jesus. 
This is who he is. I mean, so we're going to study this. We're going to really understand who Jesus is. And then, and then the difference and the implications that it has on our life, we're going to take that and learn from him. So let's just take it verse by verse, starting at verse 49. I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have come to bring fire on the earth, and I wish it was already ablaze. What does that mean? What is the fire that Jesus is talking about? Uh, I think immediately we go to, like, judgment, right? Wrath, punishment from God. Because uh, Jesus many, many times throughout his ministry compared fire to God's punishment. When we think about the parable of, like, trees or branches that aren't producing fruit, Jesus says, I'm going to cut them down to pieces and burn them in the fire. Uh, when we talk about the parable of the wheat and the chaff, Jesus says, we're going to let them grow, and on judgment day, there will be a separation of the wheat from the chaff, and the chaff, the weeds, they're going to burn in punishment, right? When Jesus describes hell, he describes it as an eternal fire, and so when we think about Fire is Jesus saying here, like, I cannot wait for the world to be punished and to have judgment and to burn in hell. That doesn't seem like Jesus. In fact, that, I mean, Jesus is really, that would mean Jesus is contradicting himself. John 3.16, what does Jesus say? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What about the next verse? For God did not send his son into the world to bring judgment upon the world, to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, Jesus came to save, not to bring judgment. And also this word like wish, how I wish it was already kindled. I wish that the world was already on fire, Jesus is saying. That same word wish... Jesus used when he looked at Jerusalem, just groaned over it and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, oh, how I wish, how I long to gather you under my wings like a hen gathers her chicks, but you are not willing. No, Jesus longs to not have anyone be burned by judgment, but to save the world. That is Jesus' mission and that is Jesus' desire. So what does he mean by fire? I have come to bring fire on the earth, and oh, how I wish it was already ablaze. The next verse really helps us understand what Jesus is meaning here. Verse 50. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Um, the idea is he has this baptism, but you can tell he's, he's burdened by it. He's not excited about it. Constraint, the idea is like, oh, I'm not excited about this, but I'm held to it, and I have to do it, but oh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm held to, I'm by this feeling, this thing that I have to do. But if you know your Bible history, and if you're looking, this is Luke chapter 12. Um, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, okay? So this is towards the end of his ministry, year three. He's 33 years old. Jesus had already been baptized by his cousin John when he was 30. So he'd already been baptized. Why then is he talking about having to undergo a baptism? Hadn't he already been baptized? The word baptism in the Greek has three meanings. Wash, like applying water. Submerge. Or 
overwhelm. Overwhelm. Being overwhelmed by something. And usually that something, that baptism that you have to go through is an overwhelming of something not so good. And usually that thing that you're overwhelmed by, if you think of the flood at the time of Noah, they were overwhelmed by the water. It was not good. It was horrible. It was wrath. That's the baptism that Jesus is about to go through. And so when he says, I have a baptism that I have to go through and I'm constrained to it, I have to do it. He's not excited about it because he's about to be overwhelmed by God's wrath. He's about to be, I think, six flags, water slide. Overwhelmed, but it's not with water. He's about to be overwhelmed with God's wrath. Let's talk about God's wrath. God is the perfect rule maker. He's the perfect rule maker. And we as his creation must follow his rules perfectly. And here are the rules of God. They're very simple. God says, here are the rules. Love me with all your heart. Obey me over yourself, over anything, right? Put me first always. Love me perfectly. And I want you to put others before yourselves. I want you to love others perfectly. That's the rule. And you have to obey the perfect rule maker perfectly. If you don't, there's punishment. And punishment for not obeying God's rules perfectly is separation from him. It's division from him. Now that's a scary thought because I am not a perfect rule follower and neither are you and neither is anyone in this world. We all cannot keep the rules perfectly and so there is a overwhelming wrath that like a boat coming down the slide and about to hit the water coming towards us, the wrath of God was coming for all of us. A separation from God. A hell. Because when we think about hell, it's a place where you are separated from God. And if every good thing that you experience in this world whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, every good thing that you experience in this world is a blessing from God. Hell is the absence of God's blessing. There is no good in hell. But Jesus, he said, I have a baptism to undergo. And what constraint I'm under until it's completed. See, Jesus, he took on God's wrath. See, he's about to do this, but for us, he's already completed this thing. This thing that Jesus did was he went to the cross, the Roman torture and murder device, and he was put up on the cross, and there on the cross, he was overwhelmed by God's wrath. But he was perfect. Like, he actually kept all the rules perfectly. He was the perfect rule follower to God, the rule maker. And so he did not deserve to have any of that wrath overwhelm him. So then why did he have to undergo this baptism? It's because he took the place of the world. Jesus went to the cross and he took the place of the world's wrath. He took upon himself God's wrath that was intended for the rule breaking of the world. He said, no, I'm going to take that on. I have a baptism to undergo, Jesus said. Jesus took on the wrath of God for the sin of the world. 
And that is the fire. Jesus is the fire. Jesus' work of saving us from sin. Jesus' work of giving us forgiveness. Jesus' work of giving us peace. That, that is the fire. I have come to bring fire upon the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. As Jesus' work and what he did by taking away the sin of the world, that covers the world. And as we are connected to that by the word of God, as that goes out into the world, people are saved by fire. So really, I guess... The fire that Jesus is talking about is a good thing, right? Not for everyone. Fire has a separating quality about it. If you have a piece of metal that has impurities in it, what are you supposed to do? You put it into the fire. And the fire separates. As Jesus goes out into the world and his work of salvation is done for the world and as his word goes out into the world, there's a separating quality about it. But depending on who you are or which side of the line you end up on, that's either going to be a really good thing or a bad thing. Because as Jesus takes away your sin and takes upon the wrath of God, you say, wow, that is so incredible. Thank you, Jesus. And you trust in him as your rescuer, as, as your replacement for God's wrath. What it happens is you are separated. You are separated from your sin. You are separated from God's wrath, which means you are perfect and you get heaven. So when the fire goes out into the world, that's an awesome thing. But there are also some people, as Jesus takes on the wrath of the world, and as the word goes out into the world and covers the world, who say, ah, no thanks. I don't need that. Well, then that same fire has separated you. It has separated you from forgiveness. It has separated you from God. That's why Jesus says in verse 51, Do you think that I came to bring peace on the earth? No. I tell you, but division. Separation. Let's talk about peace. There are two kinds of peace. There's earthly peace and there is heavenly peace. The world loves earthly peace. What is earthly peace? It means there's no division or separation amongst anyone, right? So we're all one big happy family. Nobody is separated, nobody is divided. We are all in agreement, we are all one. But in order to have earthly peace, you can't tell anyone that they're wrong. In order to have earthly peace, you just have to be accepting and tolerant of what anyone believes or thinks, even if it's wrong. In order to have earthly peace, you just have to ignore everyone else's faults, even if it might be harmful for themselves, and just say, we're not going to have separation. We're all going to have earthly peace. The world is striving for earthly peace. And a lot of people think that Jesus came to bring earthly peace. But he says, no, absolutely not. That is not who I am. I did not come to make everyone one. It doesn't matter who you are, what you believe. We're all on the same team. We're all one. Peace. No. No, absolutely not. Jesus came to bring division. Earth, heavenly peace, though. Ah, that's what the angels sang about. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men on Christmas Eve night. That's what Jesus came to bring. Heavenly peace. 
Not peace as in, it doesn't matter who you are, we're all one big happy family, there's going to be no divisions among us. No, 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 no. Peace between the earth and God. Taking away sin. Removing the separation between us and God. That is what Jesus came to bring to this earth. And that heavenly peace is far better than earthly peace. Earthly peace will come and go. In fact, we will never get it. The world strives and strives and strives and strives for earthly peace. Never gets it. But heavenly peace... That is a peace that lasts forever. And that is a peace and a unity with God. People react differently to the different kinds, this truth that Jesus is not a Jesus who brings earthly peace. There are some people who just completely reject it, right? Um, when, when you say, Jesus, you know, he saved us from our sins. He, he took away the wrath of God that was coming for us. Now they say, no, nope, uh, I don't need that. I don't believe that. I completely reject that. Um, they are left on the bridge. The person who rejects Jesus will be overwhelmed by God's wrath and will suffer the consequences in hell. Then there's the people, right, not, not quite that far. They still love Jesus, but they have my Jesus. See, my Jesus died on the cross, took away the sins of the world, and loves everybody. See, my Jesus does, did come to bring earthly peace. That it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you believe. You can believe anything you want. That's fine. Jesus loves the world. And so uh, my Jesus is somebody who, you know, there's no line there. He just, he loves everyone and everyone gets into heaven. We are too small to understand who God is. My God, my Jesus is so great that it doesn't matter if you believe in Islam or Buddhism or atheism. Everyone will be into heaven as long as you're a good person because that's what Jesus is looking for. That's wrong. It's not true. It might look more loving on the surface, but it's not. And then there's you and me. Jesus came to bring fire upon the earth. And we're thankful for the baptism that he underwent, taking away God's wrath for us. We are very, very, very grateful for that, that that we are separated from our sins. We're separated from God's wrath. We have a relationship with God. Heaven is ours. We have peace with him. But that's a hard truth. Hard truth. Because I know all of you know somebody who doesn't believe it. I know all of you probably love somebody who doesn't believe it. But God has drawn the line in the sand. And he says, if you believe in Jesus, you have peace with me. If you don't, you are separated from me. What do we do? Grateful to God for what we have, but what do we do for the ones who we love so much? Jesus said in verse 52, from now on there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, two against three. 
They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. It's a hard truth, and it's a reality. Here are my two suggestions. One, if one of your loved ones is on the other side of the line and doesn't believe in Jesus, put them in the fire. Put them in the fire. Not of judgment, not of hatred, not of punishment. That's not for you to do. No, you put them in the fire, the fire that Jesus was talking about. You give them Jesus. You give them Jesus over and over and over and over again. You keep them in the fire because it's the fire that separates, right? It's the fire that will separate them from their unbelief, from their sin, from God's wrath. That's all you can do. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. In fact, if you go and tell someone that they're wrong, and you go and tell them the real threat of hell that is coming towards them, it might ruin your relationship with them. You might have to hurt the peace that you have with them. That's hard, right? Jesus says, you can expect it. It's not going to be easy, but you can expect it. But, I think it's more loving to tell someone that they're falling off a cliff or heading towards a cliff than to just say, hey, you're good as long as we're still friends. The truth is, Jesus saves us from God's wrath and gives us peace. Share that. Here's how I like to do it, right? I don't want to just say, tell people about Jesus, tell your loved ones about Jesus, but not tell you how to do it. Here's how I do it. The opportunity will probably present itself. If not, pray for it, and God will probably give it to you. And in your time with your loved ones or the people that you know who are on the wrong side of the line, who don't believe in Jesus, when that opportunity presents itself, here's what you say. Can I share with you what gives me peace? And don't talk about earthly peace. Talk about the heavenly peace that you have through Jesus. And just share that, right? Put them in the fire. Give them Jesus. That's my one one takeaway. My second one, I think I say this a lot, but I think it's really good. Heaven's going to be really nice. Heaven's going to be really nice. While you are here on earth, Jesus does not guarantee you peace on earth. Jesus does not guarantee that in every single one of your relationships, everything is going to go perfectly. Jesus does not guarantee that all of your loved ones are going to believe in Jesus. That is a hard truth. And that's sad. But heaven's going to be really nice. Look forward to the peace that you have in heaven. If, if hell is separation from God's blessings, heaven is perfect blessings all the time with Jesus. You know what that means? When you're in heaven, you will not feel sad. When you're in heaven, you will not hurt. You will not feel loss. You will not feel regret. You will not feel despair. Instead, like, it's amazing. The Bible always talks about heaven and the anti-negative. It's only going to be perfect. 
Because every good thing that we experience here on earth is a little taste of heaven, except it's not as good because we're here on earth. But in heaven, it's going to be even better. It's going to be perfect, and it's going to be times God. And you have that heavenly peace because Jesus came. He underwent the baptism of taking on God's wrath so you wouldn't have to. Meaning that you now have heavenly peace, a different kind of peace, a peace that will last forever. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple, teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about Tell, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.